Welcome to Third Republic's Women in Tech podcast. As part of the series, we'll be interviewing community leaders, experienced professionals and influential individuals around their experiences of pursuing a career in tech, as well as addressing what businesses and communities can do to encourage more women into the technology industry and informing the community by promoting awareness and creating more opportunities. We believe that most businesses understand that having a diverse workforce and leadership team that reflects its customer base will be more successful in delivering new and innovative products and solutions. And with the help of our inspirational speakers taking part in the Women in Tech podcast, we hope to play a part in making technology a more attractive and inclusive working environment for all. In this episode... We sit down with Naomi Timpley, co-founder of Manchester Tech Festival. Hi Naomi, um, thank you for joining me as part of the Women in Tech Republic podcast. I guess to start, could you talk a bit about your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Yes, um, so thank you for having me. So my career started actually in the travel sector. So um, when I was um, younger, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I went to college and did a travel studies course because it sounded like the most interesting thing and I'd get to travel. So I was a travel agent for three years with a company called Lumpoly. And then I worked in London for two years for Balkan holidays and then overseas in Bulgaria for Balkan holidays. And then um, whilst I was working overseas, my mum moved up north. Um, and that was my first foray into tech because I, I um, then got a job in um, an IT recruitment company. Initially, I'd gone for an admin assistant job and they said I was overqualified. Um, they had IT recruitment jobs um, and um, they said but they had a graduate policy and I didn't have a degree. But I persuaded them to give me 30 minutes of their time after they, they'd initially rejected me. And yeah, I got a job, um, started off as a resourcer and ended up as an account manager. Um, And then I took four years out to have my two daughters who are now 17 and 19. And randomly, um, after about the fourth year of being a stay-at-home mum, I came across uh, an American events company. And I decided that this American events company was very cool and I would bring that said company to the UK and launch it in London and Manchester, as you do. (laughs) <laughs> and, I did. and within two years, we were in nine cities across the UK. Uh, we had a TV advertised album with Universal. I did loads of really cool things like um, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. The biggest event we did was at the Royal Festival Hall for about 2,000 people. Yeah, it was really cool. And every time we went to a new city, we would build up communities. Um, so did that business for about four years. Um, in the, that was in 2007. In 2008, um, the second year of, of having the business, or literally not even the, the first, it's like six months, um, I got um, persuaded by the BBC to do Dragon's Den. Um, wow. And I did Dragon's Den, got offered investment, turned it down, and um, basically uh, that sort of led me to the path that I'm on now. After four years of running the events company, um, I set up a youth enterprise and employability company because I got really involved in youth entrepreneurship projects and helping people with their ideas. So lots of female uh, entrepreneur-led startups and it became a passion of mine. So um, the um, company was called Enterprise Lab and I set it 
up with two guys that I met on Twitter, as you do. And mm-hmm. um, it was to bridge the gap between education, employment and enterprise. So very much also about entrepreneurial thinking. We, we historically work with a lot of tech, digital and creative businesses, um, ideas. And um, I came away from that business after about two years. And I've sort of been working on my own for a long time now. Um, and I, also, I have set up a consultancy last year with an incredible guy who is a serial entrepreneur called Vikas Shah. So that's working with scale-ups and um, it, we basically, um, that could be that they want to get into new markets. It could be that they want to create new products and services. But alongside that, for the last 10 years, I've been designing, developing and delivering entrepreneurship programs. So I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of startups. I've mentored uh, about 400 businesses. And I absolutely love what I do. So, yeah, that's pretty much a whistle-stop tour. Yeah. Um, I wear a lot of different hats. I, I, I sit on um, a few boards. Um, I'm really passionate about digital skills and making sure that we, um, you know, have opportunities for young people to get into the tech sector. So, yeah, it, I'm just really passionate about what I do. And I'm very lucky to do what I do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've had a super impressive career. Like you got to you got to try out loads of things and kind of find where your passion lies. And it sounds like you've really kind of um, gone all out in that. So you know, and you and you take loads of things on. You are the the co-founder of Manchester Tech Festival. Um, could you could you tell us a bit mm-hmm. about it and what inspired you to start it? Yeah, so um, it was actually started by um, a a woman called Amy Newton, who has a business called Inclusively Tech. And the reason we um, started it is because during the pandemic, the um, Techs in the City community had really sort of um, come together and supported each other. Um, And we wanted to be able to sort of showcase, um, you know, the the tech community to a a wide audience. So um, Manchester Tech Festival is a week long festival in October 2022 which is all about highlight, highlighting the diverse talent and showcasing the innovative businesses and bringing the ecosystem together and the community. So we've got about um, 35 to 40 events happening across Greater Manchester over five days that are free to attend. And our mission is to establish um, an annual festival that represents Manchester's true self. Um, it's very much community-led. So we're going out to the community and saying, what sort of things do you want to talk about? What do you want to learn? Um, and really sort of building it around that, but also building the momentum before October comes. So we've had a whole series of events in the lead up to it. So super exciting. And we've got an amazing team, a really fantastic, diverse advisory board. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds amazing. And like, I don't know about you, but, you know, I mean, we do women in tech public events as part of our community and i think as a result of the the pandemic and everything kind of going a bit more remote there's been a massive increase in these career focused events that you can attend what do you think are the biggest benefits of attending these events um i i think that a really key thing is that you know people um so i think we wanted something that was more of a festival vibe so I'm a big fan of um, uh, Leeds Digital Festival, Tech Week Humber, which are very much sort of like um, community-led events and multiple events. So rather than having something in a really big space, 
and having you know 120 exhibition spaces. This is very much about having much smaller micro events in much different spaces and really being able to sort of showcase um, not only um, the amazing um, tech talent that we've got in, in the uh, community, but also the innovative businesses. So I think for, for me, what, why would people want to come along? So it's going to be a, a, a space for software engineers, startups, scale-ups, investors, product owners and practitioners to come together. One thing that we're really keen to make sure is that the, whoever comes to the event, they're going to come away from the festival with a real sense of what it's like to work in the UK's most vibrant regional tech sector. And the next generation of tech professionals will have a chance to hear from speakers and network with some of the region's biggest names in tech. So that's that's sort of the premise of it. it it's somewhere where you can come along and learn, somewhere where you can go come and meet like-minded people. Um, and one thing that we, we do have, which is quite unusual, we have our own festival CTO. So it's really oh, wow. important to us that we're, we're, we're going to the community and saying, what do you want to hear? So we had um, a town hall in March and, um, you know, really sort of said, what tracks do people want? So if anyone doesn't know what track is, I mean, subject matter, what do you want to be talking about? And it was acutely apparent that people want really top heavy tech talks. And, and do you know what? That, that's something that, that we listen to, and we've taken on board um, because actually, you know, we, we will have things like leadership and, and women in tech and diversity and sustainability, but actually people want to know um, about really technical subjects. So, you know, what's the latest in AI, for example? How do you craft um, great software? And, and again, that's, that's something we've listened. We're bringing that on board. We've got a call for papers. So call out for speakers, which is um, going on the website next week. I mean, to me there, you've highlighted like two key benefits of attending career-focused events, right? It's networking yeah. with like-minded people in the industry and staying on top of t trends, like getting industry insights. Obviously, the tech, tech specifically just evolves so fast that it can be it can be quite a daunting task to like stay on top of everything that's happening. In your opinion, what would you say is the most important out of those yeah. two or are they equally as important? I think they're equally important. And I think one, one thing that I would sort of recommend to anyone that works in the sector, because I think another key thing that I just wanted to just say is, is I'm acutely aware that the tech sector is not just about people coding. It's, it's, there's so many different roles within the tech sector and that's there's a place for everyone and um, there's a lot of transferable skills from other jobs that you can you can bring into the tech sector um, but I think the, the what's very very highlighted in Manchester is that there's a real community around it and what we're trying to do is you know during that festival is we've got lots of different events but we're also going to have lots of meetups because it's important for us to, to to showcase those those community meetups because actually it's those water cooler moments um, and the networking where actually people learn and, um, you know, develop. And that's where, the, you know, some of the startups have been founded. And that's how people find out about investment. That's how people find out about seed funding. Um, you know, there's a whole range of things, but I think they are two equally important things. Yeah, no, definitely. I um, I agree. And obviously, we you've kind of highlighted like, you know, being able to attend and network with people and, you know, learn all this stuff. But do you have any top tips for making the most out of an event? Because, 
you know, I know from from my experience that I will go to an event and be like, yes, I'll attend. And then maybe once I when I've left the event, I'm kind of like, oh, I, I don't know if I got everything that I could have out of that. Um, you know, I always I'm always like, oh, should I have done more? Should I have spoke to more people? Yeah. So, do you have any advice around that? A couple of top tips. If, if you're going along to something, um, do your homework before you go. Try and find out who's going. So, for example, our lead up events are usually advertised through Meetup. So you can actually see who's going. The main events uh, during the week, we've got an app called Hoover. And that app will allow you to communicate with other attendees, but also communicate with people like the sponsors and speakers. So I would also use social media to so connect with people. Again, if you've sort of done that research and you found out who's going, maybe see if you can arrange to have a chat with them. If you're going along um, to a, a speaking or a workshop, um, sit, sit as near to the front as possible and ask a question. And when you ask a question, make sure you say your name and what you do and where you're from because again it's just it's just you know people will the speakers love people asking questions and if, if, if it's something that that's really really of interest to you connect with the speaker afterwards so i think that there's lots of things that people can do to, to make sure that they get the most out of it one of the important things for us is these lead up events because we actually want our community to get to know um, our partners and sponsors but then also to recommend, um, again, the subject matters and making sure that we're on track to deliver something that the community wants. I mean, I really like the tip about, you know, when you ask a question, just saying your name and your and maybe yeah. like your company or whatever, because it's such a simple thing to do. But it yeah. really it can make the it can make you more rememberable to to the keynote speaker or to anyone that you're talking to. So I really I really like that tip. So to move away from, uh, you know, events slightly, um, you've consecutively been named as part of Commuter Weekly's most influential women in tech list. And I wanted to ask, in your opinion, like, why do you think role models are so important? Role models are essential. I was really proud um, to be named um, in that list. When I worked in IT recruitment in the late 90s, I used to read the physical version of, of Computer Weekly. Um, and it was something that I, I used to read on a weekly basis um, <laughs> because I because I think it's important to keep up with what's happening in your industry and, and role models are important because people need to see people like us, um, you know, working in the sector and supporting the tech sector. I think, you know, everyone's talking about um, obviously the, 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 the skills agenda at the moment. If young people are not seeing um, role models, there's a problem. A really great example um, of why uh, role models are important is um, Tech London Advocates um, have a Black Women in Tech group, uh, which is run by an incredible woman called Flavilla Bernon. And last year, Flavilla created a book called Voices in the Shadow. And that was all about um, highlighting 50 black women who worked in tech in the UK because she was hearing more and more people say to her there's not people like me that work in the tech sector and the book's been so successful because it's gone out to schools colleges and universities um, that actually they're doing another edition and the beautiful thing is that they've, they've had about 250 admissions or submissions from other black women that work in the tech in, in tech globally. So there's going to be another edition of the book because what's really important and what that showcases is, is actually there are people 
like Flavilla that work in the tech sector, like um, other people in the in the Black Women in Tech group. And again, you know, if people have role models, they can see that there is a pathway for them into the industry. What advice would you give someone okay. who's looking to become a role model and kind of like do what you do what you mentioned there and inspire young girls and and women into tech careers? I think um, there are loads of different ways that you can support people. So just as an example, the Department of Education have just launched a campaign um, which is is all about getting people in the tech sector to teach in further education okay and, and what's really important is, is actually um, they want people that have got industry experience in lots of different sectors but in particular in in the in the digital and IT sector because actually um, the, the, the people at colleges um, between 16 and, and 18 are that you know they can have the, the the theory but actually having that practical um examples is really essential so you know the department of education are actively recruiting people on a very very part-time basis for you to uh, come into uh, further education colleges and actually share your experiences working in the tech sector and get paid for it so it's a fantastic camp campaign there are other things that you can do as well so for example um i am an enterprise advisor for two high schools in my local area. And I do that through the careers and enterprise company up in Manchester. So I actively go into schools um, and talk to them about the tech and digital sector, but then also supporting within the, the careers education and making sure that young people um, have, have um, as much knowledge as about, about the sector and all the different roles uh, to do with it. And we're also doing a campaign during um, and, and the lead up to Manchester Tech Festival with Manchester City Council called A Thousand Hours. And this is all about people donating an hour here, an hour there, that they can actually go and talk to communities and talk to perhaps the people that wouldn't think about working in the tech sector about our sector. That's amazing. I mean, you've you've like highlighted particular organisations there that you know people can people can get involved with, and we'll definitely share all the links to to where people can like find more information about those. But what do you think businesses can do? And by businesses, I mean like um, I don't know, maybe tech companies or people who are looking to hire tech professionals. What do you think they can do to encourage young girls and women to get into careers in tech? Um, again, make it, making sure that actually they, they're letting their, their female employees go out and talk to people. So, you know, if they're perhaps doing, um, you know, maybe workshops or hackathons or even just talking about their career journey. I think it's important that, that employers um, are allowing the role models within their organisations to go out. I, I'm also a massive believer of mentoring. I think mentoring is really, really essential. So again, you know, it might be that actually um, you have a program within your organisation where you've got women that work in tech that can perhaps mentor um, people that want to enter the sector. And that doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, young women at school, colleges or universities. It could be people returning um, to work. It could be perhaps somebody who has very transferable skills that could work in, into the tech sector. So we've all got a responsibility. The digital skills gap is not going to solve itself 
Yeah, I agree. I think as much as we also need to focus on, you know, that that future pipeline of tech professionals with regard to the, the tech talent shortage that we're currently facing, I think it's imperative that businesses consider, you know, how they look for tech talent and the particular skills that they recruit for. Because at the end of the day, you know, to a certain degree, the tech can be taught. But if someone has skills that, you know, you're looking for that apply to the role, then I think you should definitely not count someone out just because they don't have mm-hmm. direct tech experience. I think it's a really good thing to highlight. And there are so many like boot camps for skills boot camps at the moment. Um, you know, I, th- I think um, just to give an example, I had a friend who was an ex um, marketing manager and she really wanted to work in the tech sector, but she doesn't want to learn how to code. But what she what she did, is she did a course on user experience and she was struggling to find her first user experience job because everyone was saying you need two years experience. And I said to her, okay, well, let's have a look at all the things that you did in marketing, because actually all the things that you need to do is about, you know, if you're a really great marketer, you've got a really definitive um, idea about who your customers are. So you know who the users are. And it's about transferring the skills that you have perhaps for a past job into those future jobs. And I think there are lots and lots of transferable things. But again, I think there's also lots of different roles in the sector. As a growth and innovation consultant, you work with businesses to to kind of spot emerging technologies. What advice do you have for keeping up to date? I mean, I know I've I've kind of highlighted this before, but like, what advice do you have for keeping up to date with the ever evolving tech industry? I think it's, it's I think it's just in just looking at um, you know just to give you an example, like the Help to Grow um, program. Um, that the government has they've got a digital one and they've also got a management one the digital one is is all about supporting businesses that want to digitize perhaps some of the processes or um, other features within their business Um, I think it's important to know what's going on in your industry and see what industry trends are changing so you know one of the things that I'm really interested in is entrepreneurship education so I make it my place to know what's going on in that industry Um, Mm. and I, I think you know, it, it's easy, I think, to run away with things, but I think having that sort of creative, innovative mindset and those problem-solving skills are actually uh, really important, not only for, for businesses, but, but you know, the, the, the employees that work in there. You can't get great ideas out of people unless you enable them to come up with those ideas in the first place. So it's about giving people permission and saying, do you know what? we've got this particular problem in the organization. How do you think that you could solve it? How can businesses create that environment where employees feel like they can, you know, if they have a, I don't know, an idea or a solution to a problem where they feel like empowered to say, this is what I think I should, that this is what I think we should do. I'm going to give you a, a few different things. So, um, you know, again, going back to giving people a permission. So I'm a huge fan of something that's called entrepreneurship. So it's basically having an entrepreneurial mindset within an organization. So it's looking at like attitudes um, to work. So making sure that people have got time for ideas. They, they, they understand about risk taking. They understand that they've got perhaps um, support if they have got an idea. Understanding perhaps that, that actually the business can put open challenges up to people. Um, I think the work atmosphere, um, I think there has to be um, uh, something like, you know, trust, openness. I think that whole 
innovative culture is important, but there are so many different things. It's, it's got to be sort of like, you know, it's got to be the whole business. So um, I've got, I had a, um, I remember did an article years ago and um, it was about entrepreneurship education. And what I said is, and, and I still believe this now, is that, that entrepreneurship should run through the veins of a school. But I also think that entrepreneurship and innovation should run through the veins of a business. Mm. But it's about creating the right environment. So I guess my final question of just to like round out the, the Q&A is what's the best piece of advice that you've received that would help women navigating a career in tech? If you are looking to get into the tech sector, there's a couple of points that I, I would make. I would join um, a local um, meetup group uh, in your area. Um, there's loads of women in tech groups. So just making sure that actually you're talking to people and having conversations and finding out what it's like to work in the sector. Then looking at perhaps what transferable skills you've got and what jobs um, or roles within the sector are appropriate for you. I'm a massive fan of mentoring, as I've said before. Um, I've, I've worked with um, lots and lots of people and I would also say, get a mentor. Get somebody who works in the sector or who is on the periphery of the sector and maybe engage with the sector um, and, and then just see you know, if it's, if it's something um, that you think you, that you would enjoy. I think one thing that we, we need to consider is, is that actually most companies have tech. So maybe I think we need to reframe what a tech company is. Technology um, affects all of our lives and looking at digital touch points. So, you know, if you look at Sainsbury's supermarket, for example, you could say, and I know this because I work, I worked with people, I've worked with people in the past, I know people that worked at Sainsbury's, but they actually have a huge department that is just dedicated to tech. Um, if you look at our banking system, Barclays, for example, Barclays have Barclays Eagle Labs because they want to be at the cutting edge of new banking technology. So wow. I, I think, you know, every business now could be a, a potentially a tech company. So I just wanted to say, like, thank you so much for taking the time to to come on, to come on the, the series and share your advice and experience and talk more about all these amazing, um, you know, events that are going on and like different resources and campaigns that people are doing that we can we can definitely link to as part of the as part of our footnotes. So I'd recommend that people check them out. But but yeah, thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you, Caitlin. It's been an absolute pleasure.